Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear Shape, the podcast that's just kind of about whatever the fuck. Hey, Matt. Yo. Something on your mind? Street Fighter V just had a new big patch that's super cool and it introduces Yurian, who is my favorite Street Fighter character of all time. Oh, well, that sounds uh, that sounds like everything's coming up roses with Street Fighter V. Yeah, it's this was like the big patch that actually reintroduced a bunch of functionality they had been teasing for a long time. It added the dailies that weren't act- that aren't actually dailies anymore, but whatever. Um, it added a bunch of new like stage transitions. So now when you're fighting on like the New York City stage, if you like KO somebody with a big move in like the right side of the screen, they'll like smash through a wall, and then you'll start like fighting inside the bank instead. It's really cool. Um, super good patch. There was one problem with it. Oh, and what's that? It installs malware on your computer. Oh. Yeah. No, that's not a joke. So, somebody was poking around in the system files of Street Fighter V because they noticed something was working a little odd. It was asking for permissions. It sh- games like that normally you shouldn't ask for. And what they found was they found a root... It, this patch installed a root kit in the System32 folder of the PC version of the game, PS4 version of the game, unaffected by this change. Um, the reason for this is that this apparently was Capcom's brilliant brain genius solution to a piracy and exploitation problem that they were having where people could set up like mods and such to play the game automatically so they could generate lots and lots of free bucks and get all the DLC characters uh, without actually having to work for said DLC characters. The problem with that is, apparently, it left, and I'm going to leave this up to the discretion of people far, far more uh, knowledgeable about things like this. Um, This left open a massive, massive security backdoor that could allow less than scrupulous users to hijack your machine. Um, Within 24 hours, a rollback for that patch was announced and implemented, and now the internet, or rather the FGC, I guess, is on fire. Um, this All right, uh, just, just to be clear, because again, like, we've, we've gotten some feedback about being weirdly esoteric. FGC? Fighting game community. And also, just as a heads up, uh, Mike, you're going to need to correct me a whole lot, because I will probably delve into deep into jargon, and you just are going to need to stop me and get me to clarify. Just, just as All a right. heads up. That, that's basically going to be my job this week. That's going to be your job. Well, you'll probably have a bunch of comments on this as well. Hopefully you will. I picked this because we can hopefully talk about it together because we're friends. We are friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, last I checked. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Um, this entire patch is really unfortunate because, and in a weird roundabout way, it's basically a perfect example of the Street Fighter V experience aka boy i really like playing street fighter 5 but street fighter 5 fucking sucks like okay <sighs> maybe 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 we should rewind a little bit because street fighter 5 has had kind of a weird rocky history yeah i was going to say so we want to just start at like the very beginning with street fighter 5 and by the very beginning i mean the li- end lifespan of ultra street fighter 4 yeah that sounds good okay so end lifespan ultra street fighter 4 um, Ultra Street Fighter 4 was a game that I, th- without going too far into it, I think Ultra Street Fighter 4 will ultimately be viewed as being a fine game. I personally, it's weird for me to talk about Street Fighter 4 because a lot of people liked that game, so a bunch of people didn't really care for it, and I personally fucking hated that game. It's not actually a bad game, I just, for a bunch of different reasons, I despise that game. But... 
pretty indisputably towards the end of that game's life, whether you liked it or hated it, it was time for a break. So Street Fighter V, hence, you know, Street Fighter V. Um, Street Fighter V initially had a lot of optimism and a lot of positivity going into it. Um, the netcode was drastically improved over Street Fighter IV, given what uh, the was... Net code? The netcode the net is how well a game runs online. Previously, Street Fighter IV used delay-based netcode um, rather than Street Fighter V's newly updated rollback-based netcode, and I won't go into the technical details of that, but rollback is good for fighting games, delay is bad for fighting games for a bunch of reasons I won't bother getting into because it'll take okay. too much time. Yeah, the, um, the online is better. That's... The on- yeah, that's, that's the short and long of it, is it plays well online now. Yeah. Um, the game was... The game was fairly different feeling from Street Fighter 4, but not in a bad way. Offense was generally much stronger than it was in Street Fighter 4. Defense was generally much weaker than it was in Street Fighter 4. It was played kind of like a combination of like a bunch of the previous games in the series, chiefly like Street Fighter Alpha 2 and Street Fighter Alpha 3 and uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And Third Strike being probably my favorite Street Fighter game of all time. So I personally was fucking pumped for this one. The beta rolled around for it, um, October, one of the betas, rather, there were several betas. The beta I got into rolled around October 2015, I played it, and I fucking loved the game. Um, really, really fun game, played way faster than 4, um, super committal heavy game, really rewarded big reads thanks to a bunch of new mechanics, and Okay, a bunch you just dumped out a bunch of jargon I'm about to slow you down on. Okay, okay. committal heavy. Committal heavy. Okay, so in Street Fighter and in fighting games in general, when you commit to a move, um, you are going to be vulnerable for a period of time before, during, and after that move due to a bunch of different reasons. Street Fighter 4 kind of became notorious as being a game dominated by option selects, which short and long of that um, are covering more than one approach or more than one angle of attack at once. The classic example being something called the Crouch Tech OS, where you put in a throw motion where you put in a throw while you were crouching and if your opponent tried to throw you you would automatically break out of their throw if they didn't throw you you'd get an extremely fast attack that was very very difficult to react to or punish Street Fighter 4 was notorious for that Street Fighter 5 has less of that or that was one of their stated goals anyway okay. um what was what was next on the bullshit jargon meter? Uh, I think I think the next thing you said was uh, hard reads. Hard reads. Hard reads are when you know your opponent is going to do something, and you take a very risky. You do a bunch of very risky shit in anticipation of that. Typically, when you make a hard read in a fighting game, you get big payoff, but they're extremely risky as well. Okay. Because if your opponent doesn't actually do that thing, you'll probably wind up eating a bunch of shit. Okay. I, do, I, I think uh, everyone can intuit what eating a bunch of shit means. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that's super technical fighting game jargon. But yeah, Street, so Street Fighter V going into its launch, um, people were pretty up on the game. Uh, a lot of optimism. Uh, Capcom was doing a whole bunch of like esports initiatives and that sort of stuff. And this was like the big shot because Street Fighter, interest in Street Fighter IV had been waiting for a long time. And this was kind of the games and the series' big shot to kind of enter the big leagues and compete with shit like... League of Legends, or I guess at this point you'd say, like, Overwatch, since that's the new hotness. And then the game came out, and problems starting to happen. So, Mike, do you remember the—I know you don't follow fighting games a whole lot. Do you remember I don't the... follow it closely, but I do remember this big to-do about how Street Fighter V launched where it was functional, but, like, almost none of the, like, 
features were there. Like, there wasn't really a single-player campaign or anything like that. Like, they desperately just wanted to get the game out and working uh, in time for a big fighting game tournament. I think it was EVO. And just uh, all, a lot of people were like, wait, well, wait a minute. Well, if we're not if we're not part of the fighting game like pro scene, we're kind of getting bent over a rail here. We've got we've got none of the things we expect to get when we buy a new fighting game. Yes. So that was one of the immediate problems is the game was missing a ton of features, both like the actual proper like story mode and arcade single player experience and just like a bunch of tiny quality of life features. Um, they wanted to get it out early in the year for the Capcom Pro Tour so they could get so they could do like their big promotional esports event. Weirdly enough, they, one of the reasons they actually wanted to get it out as early as they did was um, for one of the it wasn't Evo. It was actually a uh, final round, I believe, which was weird because that was the first fighting game major I ever attended. Um, so in a weird way, it worked out great for people like me who know what the hell an option select is, and it was really terrible for like everybody else. Yeah, for just your average Joe Schmo who's like, oh, hey, there's a new Street Fighter. Let me pick it up and mash buttons for a little bit. Yeah. So that was problem number one. And with problem number one, you had people basically declaring it an early access game, which it was. So the weird thing about Street Fighter V and kind of its history is I feel that game would have been much, much, much better received had it legitimately just launched as an early access title. Um, for whatever reason, yeah. probably the fact that Sony... If you'd was... have just taken the beta to the fighting tournament, I don't think people would have complained. Yeah, and, like, the thing about it is, as an early access game, Street Fighter V probably would have been... would have easily met the standards of, like, an early access title because the game was functional. It was... or largely functional. We'll get into that. Um, it's just that it was incomplete. And with the game being functionally incomplete it got kind of reamed at launch um both by the general casual fan base and by the just general gaming press um because it wasn't done but i think also now correct me if i'm wrong because again i wasn't paying super close attention to this whole thing i think capcom also did kind of a fairly bad job communicating that this was how they were doing it Oh yeah, Capcom did a fucking dismal job of communicating everything, and we'll get into that. Anyway, February happened, the launch sucked, the game was basically unplayable for the first week because of the amount of traffic they were getting on their servers. Um, once all that traffic subsided, somebody noticed uh, what would we, I guess we'll call it infamous problem number two, and there's going to be a lot of infamous problems with Street Fighter V. Um, the netcode was broken. So oh. what so what happens in Street Fighter V, and with how it handles its rollback-based netcode, if somebody is playing on the PC version of the game, and PC versions and PS4 versions of the game are cross-compatible, which was initially hailed as a good thing and should have been, um, if you alt-tab on the PC, it offloads all of the lag onto your opponent, meaning you'll have a f virtually flawless experience, and your opponent gets hit with the weird laggy bullshit and has to deal with that. Oh, believe it or not, that didn't go over super well with the fan base. Um, I can't. Also, I can't imagine why. Also, believe it or not, that issue still not fixed seven months later. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna get into some shit this episode. Um. So that wasn't super great. So March happened. Final round was really good. Um. People were pissed. okay. So we're we're in, we're in March 2016 now, right? Yes. Currently okay. March 2016. Uh, March 2016 happens, 
not a whole lot happens during March. April, I want to say, not a whole lot happens during April either. Um, Alex and Alex, I think, comes out in April, and then Guile comes out in May. Um, these are these are them adding additional characters. Yes. So the original plan of Street Fighter V was that they were originally going to have a roster of, I think it was 18 characters, and then they were going to release six characters down the line as, like, their season one sort of bullshit DLC plan, which is actually, it, it was fine. It was whatever. Um, it's a functionally, like, a free-to-play model on a $60 retail game, which isn't fantastic, but... At the same time, you can actually earn the characters through in-game play, or theoretically you could. We'll get into that. So, one of the problems, they, they, so Capcom started running into big issues around May um, for several reasons. One of the several reasons is, I don't even know how, it's so fucking dumb, I don't even know how to address this. They released the new updated like terms of service and code of conduct for their capcom pro tour events and that's fine they probably needed updating during that updating <laughs> during that process two things happened one you can no longer be sponsored by what would be considered like adult sponsors so i don't think there's like any adult services uh, like adult entertainment stuff so no, wait, I think YouPorn. I don't actually know I, that. I, I think Pornhub has tried to sponsor some esports teams. Yeah. Oh, you somewhere. know what? Yeah, you know what? That's right. So what happened is YouPorn sponsored um, Filipino Man. Um, and I can't remember if this was Capcom Pro Tour or something else, but it was definitely a problem in the scene. This might not actually be Capcom's fault. But um, YouPorn sponsored Filipino Man, who plays for Team YP, and he is actually not allowed to play at some of the esports events because of his team sponsor, despite the fact that there's, like, no actual shilling or immediate correlation between him and YouPorn. Um, what I can guarantee you Capcom did do is in that updated uh, Terms of Service, it stated, quote, Capcom has banned any form of gambling at the events with violators to be ejected from the event and possibly banned from the Capcom Pro Tour. The company has taken a stance against swearing, violence, and, and this is their quotes, other forms of thuggery. <laughs> the rules can be found oh. at the Capcom Pro Tour website. Okay. So if you're not familiar with the FGC, one of the, it's kind of one of the good and the bad when it comes to the fighting game community. The fighting game community can be kind of rough. Um, in terms of when I went to final round, there were absolutely people in the back row of seats who would place bets and, like, take money matches and, like, casual stations and what have, or have you. Now, money matches being just like, hey, I bet you I can beat you. Here's a hundred bucks on the line. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that would actually be pretty standard. Uh, most, like, reason, most people money match for typically, like, 50 to a hundred dollars. Um, because it's presumed if you're money, if you're willing to money match somebody, you're willing to actually, like, put your fucking cash on the line. Um, so believe it or not, that didn't go over super well. Also, believe it or not, the four, the other forms of thuggery line also didn't go over very well um because yeah, what that, uh, the fuck that, that's that smacks of a little uh, potentially a little bit of racism to be I, honest i was gonna say cultural insensitivity yeah i i think more cultural insensitivity than racism but 
Nonetheless, other forms of thuggery became yet another thing that you could attribute to Capcom fucking up. Also, other things you could attribute to Capcom fucking up. You know how I said they didn't like adult industry sponsoring their players, so there was, like, no smoking, no porn, no vaping, that sort of shit? Oh, yeah? Um, Filipino Champ, that changed a little bit when Filipino Champ got a sponsorship from Budweiser, and then they suddenly hastily redesigned those rules so that Filipino Champ could play at Capcom Pro Tour events. Oh, right. Yeah, because of fucking course. Which kind of highlighted how dumb those fucking rules were to begin with, and again, this was rolled out in the same update as No Forms of Thuggery. Oh, also, one last thing. Uh, around May, it became apparent, it, uh, it was revealed that Street Fighter V's netcode was probably in such a state of disarray because it was handled by one employee before launch. Oh. As that... in, a single fucking person. Yeah, that's... That's not good. That's not good. That, that is, that is, I, I would go so far as to say that's bad. Yeah, that is kind of, uh, that's kind of not great. So... After all of that fucking bullshit happened, uh, you roll into June, right? For March, April, May, June. Um, yeah, I think that's typically how the months work. Okay, just wanted to make sure. So yeah. they'd been releasing DLC characters as, up to their initial plan once per month. Just like once once per month. I've got nothing to add. Um, that was their initial stated plan. Um, so as it turns out they weren't really gonna be able to stick to that plan as we figured out very late in june when they were when people kept asking where are the new dlc characters and there was radio silence and then like <sighs> right at the very end of the month they were like we're gonna miss the launch date it wasn't communicated to the player base at all and just like oh god you know this is fucking depressing I'm going to go on to an off... Can I go on to an off tangent? Yeah, sure. I've been sitting here for fucking almost 20 minutes at this point, relentlessly, just relentlessly shitting on this game. I fucking love Street Fighter V. Genuinely, it's it's the most fun I've had with a fighting game since fucking Street Fighter III Third Strike. And I love Third Strike to a degree that can be considered maybe fetishistic. It's up there, but you never get the impression that I actually liked this game listening to this just because, like... <sighs> Mike, I have a question. Sure. Have you ever had a game where you, like, really love it, but at the same time you need to kind of admit it sucks? Uh, yeah, actually. Like, uh, we mentioned uh, two weeks ago that I used to be super into Smite and still am a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of fucking done with high res Like... Just fucking fuck those guys. For well, real. is that because of, like, the game itself, though, or is that because high-res are not maybe the greatest company? Mostly high-res. Okay. Like, and honestly, I feel, I feel like that's kind of the root of the Street Fighter V thing, is, like, is because Capcom kind of suck, and the, the fact that their shitty shit is just kind of slowly seeping into the game itself, and that's been happening to me with Smite a few times. I, I don't know if I want to go super into it, uh, but like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just kind of what happens when you end up really liking a game and it's made by kind of a shitty company. Yeah. And kind of a shitty company, I think really kind of hits Capcom on the head. Like, I, I don't know. Like, 
Hey, here, let's 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 finish let's finish the summary and the timeline, and then we'll get on to more happy things. Yeah. Okay, that sounds fair. We'll get like viewer questions or something. I don't fucking know. I've actually got some uh, tangentially related like fighting game stuff I want to talk about, but I, I definitely want to finish this this Street Fighter Five recap first. Okay. So where were we? They missed the launch window for Balrog, and Ibuki. I think they didn't communicate that at all. They came out late. The story mode dropped. The thing was like a million gigs. And I'm gonna I'm gonna rush through this because frankly this is fucking depressing and I can't actually take this shit anymore. Um, I think it was basically all quiet on the Western Front until yeah, it's been pretty much all quiet on the Western Front. Oh no, shit! I had forgotten something really important. Also in May. Um, so something I had actually noticed when I was at final round was that, uh, this is really important too, something I had actually noticed at final round that a bunch of other people noticed but couldn't figure out was that the game on the PS4 seemed to run a little slower than the PC version. Not like way slower, it wasn't hard to adapt, but like things just ran a little bit slower. Um, it also came to light during May that Street Fighter V has 8 frames of input lag. Now. Almost every game you play will have a certain degree of lag. Um, it's, it's just like a technical inevitability. Typically, this will be about four frames. That's considered the norm. Eight is... Okay, just, just to be clear. So frames are just like the pictures on the screen that make the TV stuff animate, right? Correct. Frames and, of animation. Yeah, and so the, when you're talking about frame lag, you're talking about like the amount of time it takes uh, between when you push the button and when the thing happens on the screen. That is correct. And typically, that stuff is, you know, is so fast, and games usually aren't so technically demanding that 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 usually just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like un unless, like I mean, there are some there are some games and genres where that stuff matters, like how uh, you know when Guitar Hero type games started having to be played on uh, on like LED TVs instead of CRT TVs, they had to do the calibration thing because they knew there was going to be a delay. Yeah. That whole shit. Uh, I do know that like frames are actually really super important to fighting games in high levels because that shit goes fast. Yes. So, 8 frames of delay was frankly, and frankly still is, they're actually working on that, and they managed to get it down to 7. Which, <laughs> the, the fucked up part about that statement, too, is like they managed to get it down to 7. That's actual real forward progress in a game that has had a very, very difficult time finding real forward progress, but it comes across, in light of all of this other fucking bullshit, it comes across as so goddamn patronizing that people literally just laughed at it. Because what the fuck else are you supposed to do at this point? Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. So yeah, eight frames of delay, which is why you, when you were watching, like, streams, Twitch streams and what have you, and somebody, like, whiffed an anti air, you'd see Twitch chat start jamming out eight frames in Resident Sleepers. Because Twitch chat's the fucking worst. Oh, Lord. Are we going to do an episode on Twitch chat? Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> no, we need to do an episode of Twitch chat, and it just needs to be static for 30 fucking minutes, and then viewer questions. Yeah, no, static and uh, homophobic slurs. Oh, That's... yeah, lots and lots of those. Yeah. So many of those. Okay, so anyway, back to Street Fighter V. So back to Street Fighter V. Anyway... After the delay of the two characters and the eight frames and the busted netcode and Capcom's shitty fucking policies and just the general mishandling and total failure of communication at all levels, 
Oh, one other thing about eight frames before we um before we move on. Capcom corporate couldn't decide if that was an intentional design decision or if it was just a technical uh just the technical reality of the system and that they were work, going to work to try and resolve it in the future. Took them a few months to resolve that that little skedaddle. Is what I'm okay. Call that. Yeah, not great. Um, so all of this has essentially culminated in the most recent patch, the patch that introduced Urien, who I want to say was also delayed. Um, yeah, I think he was delayed. I, I don't actually know. Frankly, at this point, I'm kind of beyond caring. Who is all? I mean, I, I, I mean, with with all the stuff that's going on that you're talking about, I feel like character releases getting delayed in the bit in the grand scheme of things, not really a huge deal. Yeah, like, and it's like now they now they can be kind of the straw that broke the camel's back when you when you put them up against everything else that's been happening. But like DLC getting delayed, like I'm generally fine with that. Yeah, like I mean, and, and again, this is kind of getting off topic a little bit, but like you know with. I don't know. I I think kind of in this day and age, I think I think game delays are just kind of a reality of the world, and like delays of content is just kind of the reality of the world. And I feel like when you don't delay things, they just come out busted. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, if you think about it, the the problem that got the ball rolling on Street Fighter Five to begin with was Capcom's unwillingness to delay the release of the game. Well, and in fairness, his name to Capcom, and this is one of the few times I'll defend the ship pile of a company, and we could do a whole episode on fucking Capcom and why they suck. But in fairness, his name to Capcom, they were probably being leaned on by Sony because Sony was the one bankrolling Street Fighter V and they got to call the shots. This also wasn't the yeah. first time that Sony had signed off on some bullshit on Capcom's end. See also the disastrously bad launch of Street Fighter IV's uh, PS4 port. That was an Oh, yeah, thing. that was super broken, wasn't mm -hmm. it? That yeah. also had a shitload of lag. Um, how little did we know at the time that that was simply important of things to come? Yep. Okay, anyway, so let, I, let's, let's, let's try and get through Street Fighter V's shit. Yeah, we're, we're almost done here. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. Anyway, I totally agree with you that it's always better to delay patches and make sure that everything is working. The problem is, patches that implement fucking malware and put malware on your PC are not patches that actually work. And that's kind of yeah. where we're at with Street Fighter V right now. They rolled back the malware patch, although, and one final fuck you, as one final fuck you, you actually have to de delete the, uh, you have to delete the rootkit yourself. And I actually had to reboot my computer in safe mode to delete said rootkit. It was literally a fucking virus. Jeez. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was one of the funny things. A bunch of people reported that they couldn't start the game. Unbeknownst to them, their antivirus was flagging the game as a virus and not allowing it to launch, which was absolutely the correct thing for it to do because it was a virus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they, they turned their $60 game into a piece of fucking malware. God. <laughs> to prevent people from speed grinding. Fucking fun point MacGuffin blocks. God damn it. Uh, may as well may as well pirate the game. If you go to shady sites, you know, you'll get the same viruses you'll get playing the game. So oh, yeah. Who the fuck cares? Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten another, another thing. The, the cherry on top of the final Urian patch, like the fact that it was malware, there's actually incremental evidence to, or um, circumstantial evidence, sorry circumstantial evidence to support the fact that they probably like legitimately just repurposed an actual fucking computer virus wow yeah was like, it because they had one person doing it <laughs> probably 
Oh, God damn. Like, okay. had you told me before this game came out that, hey, they have literally one person working on the netcode, I'd have told you, no, that's fucking stupid. There's no way they could be that goddamn dumb. Like, apparently they have more people working on the netcode now, and the fact that only a single person had ever worked on the netcode was never fully substantiated, but it seems like that might actually be the case. And also, I'm not inclined to give Capcom the benefit of the doubt. They ran out of benefit of the doubt around May, and they've been going on fumes this entire time. Any other fighting game that wasn't attached to a huge brand that's easily marketable would have crashed and fucking burned at this point. Rightfully yeah. so, may I add. Yeah. God. All right, so let's 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 move on to something happier. Yeah. Um. Fuck, so my this is really depressing. I didn't I didn't mean yeah, to dude, go this dude, bad. Dude, dude, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, so my experiences with fighting games in general are pretty fucking limited. I mashed my way through the story mode in Mortal Kombat Nine. Had a grand old time. Uh, I I like uh I like games that put sort of weird twists on the fighting game genre. Um, I had a lot of fun with Dive Kick. I mean, the, that game was not balanced at all. It was literally a joke, but it was a blast. Yes. Um, ton of fun with Lethal League. Holy shit. Lethal League is a fantastic game that kind of maybe or maybe doesn't qualify as a fighting game. Sort of like Smash. Huh? I know we're going to get that one. Well, no. I, I, like, Smash Brothers, like... I, I fucking love uh, Smash Brothers. I have I have played tons and tons of uh, of melee in my time. Not not in like the fighting game community sense, but just like with my brothers and sisters growing up, four people, items on, random stages, all that shit. Disgusting casual garbage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, like Lethal League, it's kind of weird. Like, for, okay, for the for the sake of the listener, it's like two to four player like battle pong. Like you don't actually fight each other directly. Like there's a ball. And you hit it, and it bounces around the room, and you like try when and you knock it into other players. Yeah, basically, when you hit the ball, it turns your color, and if you get hit by the ball when it's not your color, you're out, and that's that. And that's and the ball gets progressively faster and faster as you continue to hit it. Shit gets really yeah. out of control in that game really quickly. Yeah, and there's all kinds of cool like audio and 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 visual effects that really make the hits like hit hard. Like it's very simplistic, like sort of. It's like a weird two-dimensional kind of jet set radio look to it it's 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 a weird stylistic choice but it works for the setting and just every time like when the ball starts getting really fast the hits start doing these like kind of anime like dragon ball z freeze frame before they go flying off and it's fucking great and if you get the ball up to a high enough speed you enter lethal league limbo where it literally the screen just whites out and all you get to see are the characters and just the silhouette of a ball moving at like literally a million miles an hour it's fantastic. It's so good. Uh, I I think my favorite sort of not quite a fighting game is actually Yomi. Uh, Yomi's super cool. It's real good. So it's basically a fighting game, but it's actually a card game. And and I and I don't mean I don't I don't mean like kind of a Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories thing where like there's a card game system on top of this action game. Like no, I mean it's literally a card game, but just it's designed to emulate how a fighting game works. It is a card game that uses abstracted fighting game mechanics to form the basis of its gameplay. Yeah. Like some some of the shit uh, Matt talked about earlier is you know kind of it is what a lot of the mechanics in that game is based around. It does things like if, if you throw out you know bullshit terms like 50-50s and hard reads like yeah that shit is in that card game. 
and it's real good. Rook's Checkmate Buster? I fucking love Rook's... Okay, so there's a character in that game. Uh, long story short, uh, it's kind of a rock, paper, scissors thing. Uh, th- throws beat, blocks and dodges. Blocks and dodges beat attacks. Attacks beat throws. There's a character there named Rook, and his thing is that he's a giant fucking angry rock man. Um, and because he's big and heavy, he doesn't have... He doesn't actually have any dodges. He just has attacks, throws, and blocks. But his throws are among the best in the game. And he has this one super move, and it is a real, like, just all-in super move. Like, the cards in that game are based on, like, a deck of cards, like, you know, Ace to King and all that jazz. Um, And he has to burn four aces to do this move, the Checkmate Buster. But if it lands, it does, like, 50 goddamn damage. And it feels so good. For reference, an average character in Yomi has probably 80 to 90 health. Yeah, it so, is. Oh god, it, it it is it is a real like all or nothing thing, and it feels so good to land it and so bad to whiff it. <laughs> when you whiff that thing and you just get punched in the face, it's like oh. Because yeah. not only are you going to get punched in the face, you're also going to lose four aces, and aces are phenomenally valuable cards. Yeah, and again, because it's a deck of cards, there are only the four. <laughs> you do not get more. You, there are ways to get your aces back, but like, no, it's just like there. There's all yeah, your aces. Yeah, you're done. Like, yeah. put it away. You're done. That that match is basically over. Oh, uh, God. Man. Yeah. No, Yomi is one of those games where I talk about. And like, I talk about Yomi, and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, I love Yomi. I mean, I'd recommend Yomi to anybody, and like, I could recommend a fighting game like Skullgirls to anybody, and I love Skullgirls. I can recommend Ki to anybody because I love Ki. Uh, Killer Instinct, to be clear. Yes, Killer Instinct. Thank you. Specifically the 2013, I believe, reboot of Killer Instinct. Yeah, the one on the the Xbox. Yes. Xbox One, yeah. Um, I love Street Fighter V, but this game literally installs malware on people's computer now. Yeah, so it's it's hard to recommend to people. And I was hoping when the game launched, and it was it was clear that the game had a rough launch, and that's fine. I'm more patient than a lot of people. I was like, well, let's just wait a couple of months. They'll get it sorted out. It's been seven fucking months, and the game is debatably even getting worse in certain aspects. The game overall, the experience, the play experience has definitely improved because there's like a story mode now, and there's now like the daily quests, or the not actually daily quests. They had one fucking job, and they fucked it up but whatever, they're in the game at least. And there's like new char- there's a bunch of new characters that are really cool. Like, I fucking love playing as Yurian. He's awesome. But all of that comes with the knowledge that this is a game where that might install malware on your computer. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I, I ah. knew, like, even, even back then when I'm like, even if this game goes south, yeah, it, like it can't get that bad, and it, now it can. I just fucking a. Yeah. And again, yeah, I wanna... love the game, but like, fuck me. Yeah. It's man. It is. It is one of the most frustrating things to be like. I love this thing, but I cannot, in good conscience, actually like tell people they should try it. Yeah, no, because no I way. know what'll happen. Like there are a few things where I've been through that, and it's just it is so frustrating because it can be kind of hard in general to try and convince people to try a thing you like if they have reason to like kind of be like, no, I don't know, man, that's fuck. But it, yeah, it's it's even harder when it's just like, yeah, but I I know like were I them, like had I known going into it that this shit would be happening, I would not have gotten into this. Yeah, and like I I think I still. 
would I have still gotten it? I probably still would have gotten into it, honestly. Because even the, with the malware? Even with the malware. Because, like, the thing about Street Fighter V is I fucking love the game. It's really, really fun. And, like, I went to Final Round earlier this year, and I had one of the best fucking experiences of my entire life, just, like, meeting new people and playing fighting games at an actual major and getting onto the main stage. Like, that was fucking awesome. And that wouldn't have happened without Street Fighter V. And Street Fighter V is a fighting game I really like. And for the first time since, like, fucking Third Strike, the popular fighting game is a fighting game I actually want to play. But, dot, 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 it also sucks. Yeah. And that's a really weird position to be in. Fuck me. So well, yeah, that's do wanna, yeah, that's yeah, Street Fighter Five. Yeah, that's Street Fighter Five. That's the Street Fighter Five experience. I was gonna say, do you wanna do you wanna get a palate cleanser, or get some questions in? Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Hit me. I, okay, I have a couple of questions here. Let me go ahead and bring them up. Um. Izzy Silvermountains asks, uh, most attractive fight street. Now, are, is, are, are they being cute and rearranging the word street fighter, or do they actually want us to, like, determine the attractiveness of actual streets? Okay, they are almost certainly being cute. However, you can, if you want to, and I'll let you answer first, you can completely no-sell this idiotic question. And we can determine the attractiveness of streets instead. Fight streets, specifically. Okay, well, if they're fight streets, I'm going to take that to mean, like, just any fighting game stage. If that's cool with you. That's fine. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm uh, partial to the casino in Skullgirls. Yes, extremely good pick. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? Um, I, I really like the, uh, the Japan stage in Power Stone. I don't, I don't know if you've that. ever played. I played oh. Power Stone. I don't remember that stage. Yeah, okay, it's uh, it's the one where you fought like the kind of weird uh, Kabuki girl who throws the ninja stars. It's got it, yeah. Okay, sorry. It's, yeah, no. I, sorry. I probably would have like five people on Earth who remembers Power Stone. I remember um, Power Stone. I just don't remember that stage. Power Stone yeah. fucking ruled, man. Power Stone was fucking. I I can't believe I forgot to mention it when I went through my list of fighting games I like, because like. Damn, f Power Stone's real fucking good. Like, there are not a lot of actually, like, genuinely good, like, 3D fighting games. And I mean, like, truly 3D. I don't, I'm not talking about, like, a 2D fighter where you can press a button to sidestep. I mean, like, you're actually running around in an Ooh, arena. You just made some Tekken people angry saying that. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sure I did. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm afraid I'll incur the wrath of Snoop Dogg by insulting <laughs> Tekken. But uh, there, re there really are not a lot of, like, fighting games that actually just let you run around like freely you know there but. really aren't i remember vaguely remember um what was that kickstarted like power stone-esque game oh that... uh combat core yeah that sounds right did was that game any good uh i don't i don't know Shit, i mean the kickstarter out? i don't know if it's out yet the kickstarter happened i think it barely succeeded um yeah i don't know what's going on with that now hmm I mean, awesome. I, I, I was keeping an eye on it for a little while just by virtue of, of them saying, like, hey, we're making kind of a Power Stone type thing. But, the, I don't know, the actual gameplay didn't look super appealing to me at the time, but then again, that was, like, a really early alpha, and they could, you know, easily have tightened it up by now. I don't know. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, we have... Uh, do you have uh, any Hold questions? on, I do, I do want to name one more uh, cute uh, street fight. 
and I know you were you were shitting on uh, fucking casual melee play, um, and I'm gonna go with the most casual of melee maps of all, and that's the Ice Climber stage. Why? That stage is actually garbage, even for casual play. I fucking love it. It's hectic and wild. Like, like here, here's the thing. I play melee as a bullshit simulator. Like, I want items on, everyone's random, I want there to be four players no matter what, if we don't have four humans, fill in those slots with AI's random character on the highest setting. I want just... physics. I, yeah, I, dude, I want mayhem. Like, Ew. Dude, I, I am literally the op... Like, and I like, to pl- I like to play on time settings rather than stock settings, uh, so that everyone gets to keep playing until the match is done. I, I am literally the opposite of a serious melee player. Yeah, but I think even as, like, a casual melee player, back before I gave a shit about, like, frame data and, like, all that bullshit, I think, like, my favorite casual stage was, like, Termina Bay. Uh, that one's... Wait, hold on. Is that, the, is that the one with the... That's the one with the turtle. It's the Majora's yeah, Mask with... stage. That's that's one of the more boring stages, I always thought. I really like the turtle, though. And, I mean, no, and you're wrong, because the best casual stage is Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium is a lot of fun, yeah. Which is weird because that stage is actually allowed in melee uh, tournament play, weirdly enough. Well, because it's just it like for like half the time, it's basically just Final Destination with a different skin. And yeah, then it, it occasionally turns into something else. Yeah, it's just that's not a stage I, at face value, I would have assumed would have been allowed for tournament play because there's obviously an element of random chance in it with how what like the new stages it generates halfway through. Um. Oh, also Poke Floats. Oh, Poke Floats is a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, the Rainbow Cruise, I think, is the name of that yeah. level. Yeah. Oh, what about the, the F-Zero stage? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Th- my answer to this question, this this most attractive fight street, literally all of the melee stages. All of them. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I think I, le- that's a consensus. Literally all of the melee stages, except yep. the Ice Climbers one. That stage sucks dick. I'm sorry. I will, I will defend the Ice Climber stage. Well, agree to disagree on that one. All right. Do, okay. you have a, do you have a question? No, I was, I was leaving this up to you this week. Oh, okay. I only have two, so. Okay, that's Fucking... fine. We're running long anyway. Yep. An anonymous user asks, how much cock could a woodcock rock if a woodcock could rock cock? Now, what is a woodcock again? It's a bird. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, but like, here's here's the thing. When I hear like a gent, a like a dirty name that sound that's like an animal, my assumptions are either bird or fish, because it always seems to be either a bird or a fish. Um, so I'm gonna say all of it. A lot of it. No, all of it. All of it. As all in, like, of it. All the cock. All of it. It everywhere. could rock rock all the cock. Yes. I mean, it has cock in the title, so I'm inclined to agree. Okay. I'm I'm talking about, like, just, like, all of it. Not just all of it physically in the world, but, like, cock as a concept as well. Do we mean birds or do we mean dicks? Uh, both. We're getting metaphysical here. Okay. I'm getting really. I just, I just realized that I used the term metaphysical to, to describe something that just includes both birds and penises. <laughs> like I like, I think I just like using the word metaphysical. Hold on, let me let me look up the word metaphysical. Oh, look at that! The dictionary definition is something that includes both birds and penises. You're in wow, the Wow! Fucking nailed it. Yeah. Got it in one. Got it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking high five. Yeah. Woo! I can't high five you because we're not in the same room, but I'm gonna. Yeah. Slap I, I, my I clapped. It's it was, it's fully work. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. We'll we'll right. edit it. We'll edit in a high five sound later. We'll yeah. we'll take care of it in post. 
Sure. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. This episode right. is so fucking bad. I like got really depressed halfway through it. And it's like, oh, also Street Fighter V sucks dick. Also, it really sucks dick. Did I tell you how much this fucking game sucks? And I'm saying we, we have this. We have to stop okay. for your own sake. We have yeah, to stop. We do. Jesus. Oh God. man. Okay. So if you if you want to uh, if you want to send us a question, we are on Twitter at G Shaped. This is an unsubtle edit because I fucked up. The Twitter is at G Shaped. G S H A P E D. Um, you can send us just any general sort of feedback. You can tell us uh, how wrong we are to hate Street Fighter V if you want. I mean, you'll be wrong, but you can tell us that. Um, in any case... I don't hate it, though. <laughs> uh, in, in any case, uh, I'm Mike, and on behalf of Matt and myself, diddle yourself constantly. We're really going to keep that. We really are. God. God.